Shafter, no. No, yeah. I'm, I'm you, starting you're, over you're completely. You're jumping the gun. I'm starting over completely. Yeah. I'm scratching that. Here we yeah. go. <laughs> Season four. There it is. Welcome. Yes. I'm Let's so excited go. to be here. And after season three was directly impacted by the pandemic. Yeah. It is so nice to say that season four is back to normal. Back to normal, exactly baby. Exactly how we did it before. Yep. Just sitting you outside and me. 15 feet away from each other. <laughs> and you walked the steps. I watched you. One foot in front of the other, counting out 15. I said, Sean, they say we only have to be eight feet away. You said, let's be safe. Let's double it. And I was like, okay, so 16. You said, no, not that safe. We're going 15. I like to live on the edge. I yeah, like to be yeah, safe, <laughs> but I'm a bit of a bad I've boy. I've always said that about you. <laughs> the man of the edge. Yeah. You ever seen that movie? No. The Edge not. with uh, Alec Baldwin and Anthony Hopkins? No. It's fantastic. Still I, no. I don't remember much, but they hunt a bear. Okay. And they're, they're living on the edge. Okay. Yeah, okay is right. This is, <laughs> so we've recorded most of the, the entire series on my couch. Yes. We've recorded a couple episodes at your house. Yes. We recorded an episode at the White Rose Diner. Which was a great experience, and I felt like an amazing episode until I listened to it, and we found out how nervous we really were at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm bringing this up. We're outside again, Yeah. and I was thinking, like, we could go in my backyard. I was like, no, this is—they just cut this today. It looks Dude, it great. it looks great. This is the little uh, mall out in front of, in front of my house, but— we have cars. Yeah. We've got some ambience like never before. Well, this isn't a, this isn't great a is, joke. Do these cars that drive by with their windows rolled down count as listeners? Yeah. Because right I, now, we've had at least six to seven listeners, which might be some hearty history as far as uh, the amount of listeners for I'm one see, episode. I'm going to see if we can't get paid for those impressions, <laughs> but I think they're going to insist that we yell <laughs> anchor.fm at the cars as they go by. There we go. I got another wave. I, I was it was hard for me not to yell like, uh, "Pay us! This isn't free." Yeah, if people drive by and just give us three cents, yeah, I would feel <laughs> much better about it. Just start throwing quarters. You remember those old disc shooters we had with when we were kids? They're like little yeah. spongy disc. And yeah. Pew, pew. I imagine people are just taking rolls of quarters or dimes that they get from the bank and they're just loading those little saucer guns up and shooting them at us see the problem the is chocolate kinds we're trying to minimize contact it's a pandemic yeah and so if instead they just drive by and like venmo us that oh, would yeah, be we, could, we should have a sign that says uh, our venmo handles is that what you call them handles I, uh, I'm I know what you mean when you say venmo handle yeah it makes sense what's your venmo handle <laughs> i don't know i used venmo once because a friend didn't have paypal and he said, can you Venmo me? I don't have a PayPal. I said, well, I don't have a Venmo. Can I mail you the money? And uh, no, I, I ended up getting a, a Venmo. It was probably just David Pitt. Okay. I did see, what I didn't like about Venmo is it told you what everyone was spending their money on. Yeah. And I, I liked that, and I also didn't like that. I liked it because I'm like, well, you can write some weird stuff. But then I realized everyone was writing weird stuff, and it's not funny. Yeah. Um, I you can also set that so that your transaction 
like each transaction you can individually specify do you yeah. want this to be public and anytime i'm buying drugs i always set it to <laughs> private oh, that's how you should you don't want people to know yeah what you're buying because they'll want what you have yeah yeah so oh, you can given. just venmo sean's drug dealer <laughs> yeah. but set it on private and that way my drug dealer <laughs> yeah my drug dealer rachel oh i'm sorry no, you can were say you, your name. I, I'm sorry. Were you not thinking my drug dealer could be a woman? How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Saw you saw the surprise it's on 2020, my face. 2020, my friend. I'm sorry, Sean. Don't be throwing Women out Women can be like drug that. dealers, too. Thank you. Well, you said it so masculine. That's <laughs> on you. My drug dealer. Your voice dropped down octaves. It should have lifted octaves. Because I, me. See, when I'm talking about people, I'm always talking about women. Because I'm also, I got, I got the higher voice. But if I'm talking about a man, I if see. I'm talking about a man, <laughs> <laughs> starting season four off right. Oh, man. <laughs> so if anyone was just thinking about, like, well, I'll dabble. I'll, see, I'll listen to a You're couple minutes. You're talking about a man the... now. You're talking about a man. Yeah. Who's going to dabble? Obviously. Oh, I'm sorry. It was a woman. It was a woman. You went high. Come oh, I forget on. my own rules. But if somebody's saying, like, well, I'll give this podcast a shot. I'll give it 10 minutes. If, yeah. it, if it hooks me in 10 minutes, I'm in. I think we can safely say welcome forever yes. to those people. You're yes. hooked. Everyone You're is in. hooked, line, we did it. sink, and a lunker. The Ooh. Lulu. Lulu the lunker. Lulu the lunker. He was one of the best. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you think Lulu was a woman? <laughs> <laughs> no. Did you not hear how I said lunker? Come on, Sean. How dare you? Pay it's attention to my diction. Um, ooh. Yeah. I didn't care for that. You didn't? Um, that was good. It was fun. <laughs> All this is to say, we're, we're talking about being outside and, and paying us. Um, we are now once again susceptible to the pressures of people we can see. Yeah. Which, with our live show that we did... It was so easy. It was so great. We couldn't <laughs> see anybody. So the whole easy. thing was virtual. It was awesome. But there's going to be times as we record this where people will walk by and we will have no choice but to look at them <laughs> and try to try to persevere, try to be confident. Has it happened to you yet? Because it's happened to me two or three times. Just once. Okay. Just once, but I'm hanging in there. Yeah. Mine was a slow drive by with the window down, and his mouth was open because my mouth was open, but he doesn't realize I'm talking to you, and he thinks I'm going to say hi to him. So he's getting excited, like, is it going to happen now? But I'm looking at you like, well, I'm sending this hi to Sean. Is this person? Oh, it just happened again. So I, I stopped my talk. I gave a good, friendly wave. I got a nice smile back. Uh, that and, was fantastic. Like this I'm is over the this new stage normal. fright. But this, the, so the live show. Yeah. There's only one thing that was difficult, Sean. What was that, David? Anytime there's music on and we're expected to dance, I'm not a great dancer. Unless we're rocking some Bee Gees, I just don't know how to move my body. See, I feel like we get a pass because we were sitting in, in chairs. Is that how it works? I mean, like, when you're sitting in that streaming setup, like, you can only sort of bob around. You can around. only do the Night at the Roxbury For me, head move. 80% of my dances are waist down. Yeah, I'm a hips guy. I got I got legs. I got more moves than a U-Haul. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, oh, I know exactly what you're saying. But all that stuff's happening in the basement. <laughs> See, like, in the basement of your own, that's where you attics, practice. The attic isn't where I'm having the party. That's, dude, I like this. I like where you're going with this. That's how that I feel about stream, myself, except for my basement is flooded. 
<laughs> the metaphor is lost at some point, but uh, yeah. So so we're we're now experiencing that, but instead of it actually being live, it's recorded. But we're adding the pressure of a live recording yeah. because there are people around. Yeah, which was not awful because the only people we could see were the other acts, who are people who are about to go on who are feeling the same pressure we are. So it's awesome because it's not just you and I feeling pressure. It's all these other dingai. And in that, we found community. Exactly. And isn't that all you could ask for? That's all you could ask for. Um, I we, we, we talked about this, I think, in the teaser episode last week. Yeah. I've been so excited to read this book. And it's I... happened every season two, three, and now four. It's happened where I... I've been craving knowing what's next. Yeah. I've been like, we get into the story of Elkton and then with how long the comparison took, like we're just living in that world of the counterfeiters and the old mill for so long. Yep. And I need new characters. Fresh I want to be, I want to be amazed at who we meet. Yes. And, and who we maybe bump into. Yes. In Nicely the water. Done. What quick descriptions Nicely we done. get. Listen, I was so giddy this morning to receive a text from you saying you may be reading a little bit earlier to where I thought, ooh, I can start now. I was worried that I wouldn't be able to read just before you came over. Yeah. And then I had a great day. I read read early and then I was just walking on sunshine. Yeah. Spent a little bit of time with with, uh, with Frank and Joe, a little bit of Biff. (laughs) <laughs> Dude, the Colin. reinvention of Biff, which we will we will get into. Or at least I thought so. This is this is a whole new Biff. This is this is a new Biff. But also, Chet is no pun intended here being rounded out. <laughs> I feel it's <laughs> what they do in the in all Perfectly of said. in all of the originals. He gets a full chapter just to be a goofball. Yeah, he's a little prank. And all that stuff is cut out of the rewrites. Yep. And so with chapter one, we get just a little taste. Just a little bit of Chet being a goof. Which is amazing because, yes, all these other readers who have only read these ones don't know the real Chet. They don't know Chet like we know Chet. We've known Chet. Yeah. (laughs) We know Chet. We know Chet, dude. We know his antics. And we finally, although I will say, not a great one. It's not terrible, but it's not as good as the old uh, the horn prank, which is by far the greatest prank in oh, any Hardy Boys. The Lem Billers, the laziest man in, what in was nine it? counties. In nine counties, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never said which nine. No, they never did. Old Lem. I hope Lem comes back one of these days. I hope he does too, but sadly, I I don't think he will. I hope he does. I don't think he will. I feel like he was. You know, actually based off a real person, and that Lem Billers was like, "Hey, I read your book. Maybe I'm not that lazy after all." He's like, "Well, did you finish it?" No, <laughs> not, not yet. <laughs> I'll get around to up. it. The uh, the Lem Billers character out for vengeance would be a good addition to the Thomas the Tank Engine reboot. That's Ooh, all I'm saying. I do like that. Uh, so opening up the book before before we say the thing that we say, yep, which we'll actually be able to say in actual sync this time. I know it's so great. I can fun. actually read your lips. There's a a little paragraph that is a 
a synopsis, I guess, of the book, sort of a teaser to the middle. Uh, and we talked about this with the old mill, and we hated it. I've skipped it. I also skipped it. I don't want to know. Yeah, I did look at the photo, though. Yeah, photos, photo's good. It's I'm great, fine. yeah. And one last thing, one last spoiler alert about this. They get it right with the illustration and where to put it. Did you notice that? Sean, it was the first thing I noticed. Because yes. when I turned the page and see there was an illustration, I said, nope, I'm going to finish everything and go back. Perfectly placed. That's how you write a book. That is how a book is That's made. That's how you write a book. It was a great illustration, too, because Chet looked like he was 40 years old. But we'll get to that. Yes. Um, well, without further ado, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this here. You ready? The, the Missing, missing chums. chums. And we'll carry it right on into... Oh, up, oh, up. Oh. oh, yeah. Chapter, Chapter 1. one. Exciting, exciting assignment. assignment. <laughs> My first two notes are already here. The first one is, it feels so good to take notes again. I yes! wrote that. I didn't write it, but I, I did get to actually use a pencil this time. And I was like, it feels good not to actually be highlighting uh, on a computer and have a physical media. Well, I didn't even, I had an actual original book uh, that, uh, that Oh, was yeah, sent that was sent. Yeah. And so I didn't feel right writing in that. I wasn't going to deface that. Yeah. And so I was, like, taking notes on separate sheets of paper. Sometimes I was, like, putting all these little bookmarks in there. Yeah. It was a bad system. So I was so happy to have my, my blue pen back. Feels yeah. good to take notes again. Fill up the page. Fill it up, my friend. Um, and then my first real note is the chapter title, Exciting Assignment, is both a bad chapter title. Yes. And a great chapter title for a detective book because if it said boring assignment, <laughs> if it was anything We'd immediately else, be out of the yeah, book. I wouldn't be interested. But yeah. as it stands, I'm like, okay, what is this exciting assignment you have for what us? What if they combine both of them? What do you mean? What if the chapter title was exciting assignment question mark? Ooh, you, you know should write. Yeah. You should write juvenile detective exactly. novels. This way we're like, wait, is it gonna be exciting? I don't know yet. I need to read to find out. <sighs> well, take us into it. What Joe, is this world? How soon will you be ready to roll? And I just thought, yeah. <laughs> I, I forget the name of the song, but it's a song that starts off Jay and Silent Bob the movie, and I think it's by the Eagles or one of the members of the Eagles. But that song played in my head. Now, it's out of reference because I don't know the name of the song. I I haven't seen the movie. Yeah. But based on that loose description, I hope that it's the song Get Over It. And that's it's, all I'll say. It's not. And it's not the Eagles. It's Joe Walsh. Life's been good to me so far. How does that go? Give no. me the guitar riff. Wow, no, wow, no. I can't believe we got that. Like two years ago, yeah. Joe Walsh played that on Colbert's Late Show. Ooh. Still got it. 100%. He's an old goofball. Yeah. It's a great performance. That is the song of all songs, man. That's good. So, yeah, I imagine. These boys are about to get on those motorcycles, and that hot track's going to jam in and, yeah, carry us off into the Bayport 
ocean or wherever they're going. Yeah, see, I went Gone in 60 Seconds, yes. the Nicolas Cage one, where, like, they're getting ready, like, all the, you know, cars are on the chalkboard and stuff, and then there's this pause. Nicolas Cage puts his hands up, and, like, yeah. everyone's sort of looking at him, and he just shakes his fingers a little bit and goes, let's ride. Yeah. What and a classic scene, too. Shaking those fingers like maracas, dude. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. He's, he's hearing some music. That, and, uh, <laughs> what a missed opportunity, though. What if he did have, like, the, his bones and his fingers were broken? So it, <laughs> it was just like little salt shakers. So when he shakes his hands like that, they or do like actually the wooden make noises. wind chimes. Yeah. <laughs> just the hollow bamboo clanging together. I think you need to get your fingers checked out. <laughs> uh, so Nicholas. Ooh, yeah. So Frank burst into the garage where his brother was working on a sleek black and silver motorcycle. Now, we're, we're two things here. One, are these the same motorcycles that they had before? Yeah, these are my thoughts exactly. Because it's not, it didn't say like their motorcycles. It's yeah. a black and silver motorcycle. Which, the motorcycles, I don't think the color was ever described previously. No, all we knew is that they had toolboxes on them. <laughs> Attached to them, yeah. But I assumed <laughs> they that, they, that they were made of leather and bark. <laughs> so the fact that it's... Like the Barkenstones. Exactly. Okay, yeah. Exactly. Barkenstones <laughs> is just the footwear made by the motorcycle company. <laughs> um, Hardly Davidson. Very nice. No, thank you. I, I no, enjoyed that. thank you. It's I not, enjoyed it. We're moving on. <laughs> but the other thing that, that comes out in this chapter in a few uh, ways is wealth and flaunting wealth. Massively. There, there are some notes here, but it's not necessarily the boys. It's the narrator. It seems like he's name-dropping the Hardys, <laughs> like at a party where he's like, yeah, I read a, I read a book about these two kids. Uh, they've got a boat. <laughs> no, no big deal. <laughs> the people at the party are like, I'm so, it's a fiction though, right? Like you don't, he's like, no, uh, it is a fiction, but uh, did I mention they also have two motorcycles <laughs> so there's several of these things that like really stand out but i'm like who are you trying to impress it's fiction no one. dude you nailed it you nailed it it does get into this weird uh social class too a little bit later on when they're talking about a certain area the boys need to visit oh yeah where i got like did franklin just come into like a fair amount of money where he's just you know stepping on the shanty people or did he read a book that told him like fake it till you make it and now he's <laughs> just like putting on this hat of hey i'm wealthy now and if i act wealthy then wealth will come that's I'm gonna good manifest yeah my wealth he was the original founder of the secret yeah yeah you remember yeah, that that do. that phase i do yeah it's a sad face <laughs> Uh, how soon you'd be ready to roll? Right now, if this machine kicks over, Joe replied, putting down a wrench. Perfect timing to come in, Frank, by the way. Oh, yeah. If, that, like, that's his he timing, though. tightened the last thing he needed to tighten. All he needed to do was put down the wrench. It was the one thing he hadn't done. Honestly, all we have to do is write in, insert laugh track here, and this would be the perfect sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> Only there would have been a pause. Frank Hardy burst into the garage. How soon you'd be ready to roll? A pause for, for applause. For applause. applause He's break. the Kramer of this yeah. situation. <laughs> hey, Frank's here. <laughs> You know he's going to ask for something wild out of the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joe, where's my meatballs? <laughs> this is just an episode of Seinfeld. This is, 
<laughs> That's his catchphrase. He's going to say where's the meatballs my meatballs? line. <laughs> hey, Joe, where's my meatballs? That is a great catchphrase. Because that's one of the hardest things in the world to lose. <laughs> also, probably the weirdest thing to travel with. You need like a thermos How for your meatballs. Keep losing these meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just like when people are addicted to flaming hot Cheetos, you can't lose your bag because there's dust prints everywhere. There's a trail. You can leave your trail. Style. Yeah, get your fingerprints. With with a big old meatball, you're gonna be leaving marinara everywhere. It's gonna be ants. It's gonna be ants. Just follow yeah. the ants. Steam. You'll find your meatball. <laughs> by the way, uh, by the time this episode comes out, hopefully. There'll be a Where's My Meatball t-shirt available for nineteen ninety nine at com. Oh. Yeah, I, I think that's the bit of the show. Where's My Meatball? The Hardy and Sons sitcom. With Frank Hardy, Cosmo Kramer in it. It's not unreasonable to think that when I edit this episode, I will put in the laugh tracks and actually try to add some sound design, like add the door slam, the applause break. I would be ecstatic. I would be over the moon. We talked about doing a soundboard. Yeah. And while we don't have a soundboard, I am going to edit this. And so there's opportunity. I could be adding a laugh track this entire time for everything we're saying. I love that. <laughs> and I want when I say I love that, when I said love, I want the audience to go, oh, you okay. know, like the swooning audience. And then have them laugh at what you just said. Yeah, because I'm explaining what they just did. And then a big gasp. <gasps> you know, the, <laughs> the more of these that we do, the more work I have to do. So let's keep it to a minimum. Let's keep it. Let's uh, keep yeah, it to a minimum. down. <laughs> uh, so here we go. And, and I want to be careful for two reasons, because this is delicate territory when our podcast skews political. Yes. But also we're recording out in the open where it's not in the safety of our six listeners. Yes. There are passers-by. And so, uh, yeah, we're, we're, but what's the rush? We're not going to meet Chet and Biff for two hours. Joe looked up quizzically at his brother. Chief colleague phoned, said Frank. You'll never believe it, but he has a case for us. You're sure he didn't mean dad? Do you want to know what my note says? Guess what my note says. Uh, probably something on the lines of the children will probably do a better job than you. My my note is just defund the police. <laughs> if we needed any other evidence, if the chief of police is calling two okay. high schoolers. First of all, I feel like you and I should lead like <laughs> some sort of courtroom. About this whole situation, and this is all of our evidence, is Hardy Boy Bucks. We're like, no, 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 it says in chapter one of exciting assignment that Chief Colleague couldn't even trust his own men that he had to hire teenagers. I don't even want to put the chapter one note in. <laughs> I, like, if I could get on to the presidential debate stage yeah. and and just insist, like, no, actually, 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 excuse me, <laughs> excuse me, Chief Colleague himself was attempting to enlist the assistance of underage detectives. How do you explain that? <laughs> How do you explain that? Who is Chief Colleague, sir? That's liberal gatekeeping at its worst. <laughs> I don't know what liberal gatekeeping I is, do, but... I don't either, but you nailed it. I was trying to... Brett and I were going to do a thing, and then I, I felt really bad about wanting to do the thing and what it would look like. Yeah. Um, 
but it, it was going to be sort of like a, an attempt to do some gotcha journalism and step into that character, and I, I didn't want to actually end up doing that. But Looks as, like that character just found a new home. Well, it didn't, but one of the things I was, I was like sort of writing a list of like, what are some like interjections I could make that are just vague <laughs> and unfounded and, and, and to, to, to just insist again, and like, that's just another example of liberal gatekeeping. <laughs> Seems like something that I could say. Yeah. And, and there's not a good way to specifically refute that something isn't liberal gatekeeping. No, and it fired me up. It made me angry and you weren't even saying it to me. Crowds into it. There, listen, just there's listen only one them. gatekeeper, and it's Zool. <laughs> I want to. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking the crowds into it and playing the crowd sound, but then thinking like, nah, what if I just get lazy and never add any of the sounds that we talked about? So there's this whole a, time, a good possibility of that not happening. <laughs> I mean, either way, it works. <laughs> <laughs> you can't lose at this point. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> you sure he didn't mean dad? Joe asked. Positive. He said he he said he wanted the detective's sons this time, and right away. Wow! Joe exclaimed happily. What a break! Summer vacation and a mystery to solve. In which I thought after that, wow, the boys just high fived, right? And then Dad heard it, and he popped his head in, and he threw the boys two brewskis. The bro catch it, break them open, and just go, best summer ever. <laughs> I think I'm going to like house sitting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, One of the greatest SNL skits. The, <laughs> I think we're going to like house sitting. The chief saying, like, Frank coming in and saying, like, positive, he wanted. He said he wanted the detective's sons this time, and right away. That may be the case, and if it is, which yeah. it is, that's a problem. Yeah. But how do the boys never think that something might be a trap? How like the language here of like the detective? Or the the chief said he wanted the detective's sons, and right away. So we better go hurt. Like, yeah. You, boys, this is how you keep getting kidnapped. Yeah, they need to meet up with Admiral Akbar, who could teach them a lot about traps. Indeed. He is from Star Wars. He is oh, the no. fish man that says, it's a trap. I, I know. Okay. Everyone knows. Okay. I'm just making sure. What is Star Wars, though? Uh, it's that J.J. Abrams show. I think Shatner guy was in it. Oh. They're the uh, guy with the pointy ears. On the island. Lonely Island, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um. I liked that they're on summer vacation. They made a note of saying that because I was worried that with the chums being missing, we've been here before where Slim Robinson's dad yeah. was in prison and they were like, ah, let's go to baseball practice. Yep. So I'm happy that school won't be getting in the way of, of rescuing. It's full dedication to this case. No school works, no long, hard stairs in the classroom at Kali Shaw. No baseball practice. No baseball practice. This is good. No cafeteria food distractions, which hasn't happened yet. D does it? That's a that's a very specific thing for you to tease. Yeah. How far ahead have you read? Well, I'm, I'm just saying we haven't had any cafeteria action. For people who love food so much, they haven't visited the school cafeteria. And what a what an iconic scene. Yeah, how have we not had with the high school boys? Oh, wait, and one of the old rewrites they have, I think, and Chet's drinking chocolate milk. And they put the cayenne pepper or something in his apple. 
No, that's when they're out and about. They're he pulls out and about. It, yeah. So yeah, there's been no cafeteria scenes. They were gonna go to base. They were gonna uh, practice baseball. Uh, that's and then right. He was like, "No, let's just go." And I'm like, "Well, I'm hungry. Well, here's an apple, <laughs> which I've genetically engineered to be." <laughs> well, I'm hungry. <laughs> Oh, chat. Everyone carries pocket apples whenever he gets hangry. And pocket cookies. That's what they do for for the Chetster. He's like a hungry, hungry hippo. They just roll an apple out to the street and just (laughs) Just his his lower mandible just detaches (laughs) and just. (laughs) Just his mouth is all bloody. Chet, pick it up. Just lift it. Stop banging your mouth on the ground. Huh. So I, I, I wanna I wanna move through some of this here. Uh, but we get we get the traditional dark haired eighteen year old Frank had jumped onto an identical motorcycle, standing beside that of his blonde brother, uh, who was a year younger. So there's the introduction. And identical motorcycle makes me think they're new. Yeah, they're definitely new. Like if these are two black and silver motorcycles, like these things are probably yeah. pretty nice. Yeah. So, we've got them. Ten minutes later, they're at the uh, police headquarters in downtown Bayport. They were greeted by the desk sergeant. Hello, Frank. Hyphen. Joe. <laughs> and I wonder, does the desk clerk not like Frank? Because it's written "Hello, Frank," and then a long dash, and then Joe with an exclamation mark. <laughs> Clearly, one is the better brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe brings donuts. Joe brings donuts, and I, I still have sh- strong feelings that Frank might be Italian. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure about Just that. Inexplicably, from the rest of the family. Yeah. Uh, he waved toward the chief's office. He's waiting for you. Come in, boys. Boomed Chief Colleague through the open door. He was a vigorous middle-aged man with iron gray hair. I didn't imagine him looking like that, by the way. Well, I don't think we've had a good description of no, him we in the rewrites. We've had this fat, slobbery yeah. pig of a man in the originals. Which is what I liked. And now I have this like whole new view of him that I don't like. This nice, probably trim, clean cut. He's got a mustache. You know he does. Eight pack. Eight pack. I'll get right to the point. There's something funny going on in the squatter colony at the end of the bay. You mean Shantytown? (laughs) I want to take me to (laughs) Shantytown. Why does... Like, Shantytown can't be the official name. Like, what they describe in a moment... They're, They're both horrible things to call the place. Right. But how... This is just like some, as we're going to find, just some community, uh, an, an odd community composed mostly of men who had seasonal or temporary jobs. Or none at all. Or some who did not work at all. Yeah. A little, a little, <laughs> a little stab. Dig at those yeah. people. Bunch um, of Lambillers. <laughs> <laughs> but if it has an official name that everyone knows, then Chief Colleague would have said that. But for Joe to correct him and be like, wait, you mean Shantytown? Yeah. <laughs> I imagine the chief being like, I don't care what you call it. No, the the Hippieville, I don't know, whatever you kids call it. I don't care. Did they put up a sign? I haven't seen the sign. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Um, but a fun juxtaposition, we have the, the, the hyphen, you know, s- s- men who had seasonal or temporary jobs, hyphen, 
and mm. some who didn't even work at all. Yeah. Like we get that. Yeah. But then followed by that in what I think is just fantastically condescending and probably racist uh, language. Chief Colleg nodded. The men there seem to be in an ugly mood. Violence and fighting at night. The charitable landowner mm. who permits them to stay there wants us to investigate. And the the expression charitable landowner yeah. is just such a, a non-veiled way in the 60s of saying like a respectable white guy. Yeah, it's he's, 100% what it did is. Did we say he had land With, and it, he's charitable? <laughs> Obviously. This is one of those portions of the book that I immediately said, I can't wait to read the original. <laughs> I mean, we know what you're talking about. We know Just we know this is, this is uh, an area where all the Italian fishermen are at and... And things like that. But that instead, just... we had that sensibility of the 60s and race yeah, relations exactly. that really <laughs> leveled the playing field here. <laughs> uh, and that, so, go ahead. Top, we're at top of three. So, he wants them essentially to come in as uh, oh, yeah, drifters. Sorry. He wants to hire It'll them have to, be to be undercover. An... It'll have to be an undercover job because those drifters recognize the police. And that's where we come in, Frank Guest. Yes. I want you to put on old clothes. Must your hair and hang around Shantytown for a while. See if you can discover what's been stirring up a group. Will you do it? And I imagine it just cuts to Joe and he's already naked and his hair is all messed up. He's just like, put me in, coach. (laughs) This is the second time we're like, Already the chief was like, bring me high schoolers. Yeah. And he's like, all right, I want you to dress up for me. (laughs) (laughs) This is the original, uh, what was the Chris Hansen show? Uh, To Catch a Predator? To Catch a Predator, yeah. They would hire, like, 19-year-old kids to be on the police squad just so they could play, like, 13-year-olds. That's essentially what they're doing in Shantytown. Yeah, except I feel like here the twist is going to be that uh, uh, Chris Hansen... Is the predator. Yeah. Like, that's how I feel with Chief Colleague. This seems a little on the nose. Um, but this plan of these men who are seasonally employed, or some not at all, yeah, dare I say, <laughs> unsavory characters, they would recognize the police. But if we send some high schoolers, like, I feel like you would, I would so much rather send a a middle-aged guy who's yeah. not uh, yes if you send a police officer wearing his uniform <laughs> yeah. into shantytown probably gonna raise some eyebrows <laughs> they recognize the police yes because of the badge <laughs> the hat and the nightstick <laughs> gave it away and the so only instead, words he could these, say was i'm a police officer the, <laughs> This is going to be like in Little Rascals when they go to the bank and there's like two or three kids stacked up in a trench coat. Yeah. That's what it's going to look like. It's my favorite bit of all time. These two, not clean cut because they don't have facial hair. Yeah. They can't, they don't need to shave. These two young (laughs) boys are going to walk in and, hey, everybody, what are we angry about? (laughs) We haven't worked a day in our lives. We forgot the plan about hurting someone that we're angry at. Will you tell us what it is? <laughs> we were there at the meeting. Oh, what are you thinking, Chief? So, uh, Chet and Biff aren't due at the boathouse for an hour. Let's take a look at Shantytown. Um, 
the only note I have here. Thanks, boys. Be careful, Chief Colleague said. That's the only time he told them to be careful, by the way. Yeah. First time. Um, doing undercover police work. At Shantytown. At Shantytown, where something's going yeah. awry. And where the police can't go. Yeah. So, good luck, boys. <laughs> have fun. Have fun storming the castle. Um, leaving the big commercial piers behind, they, uh, oh, they're, they're going to go visit Shantytown. They only have an hour, but yeah. they're going to go visit Shantytown. Leaving the big commercial piers behind, they took the shore road past a section of private docks. And in those private docks, that's where the brothers kept their trim speedboat, the sleuth. Woo! Which got underlined as, again, like, okay, yeah, we get it. You yeah. know people, you know fictional people who have a private <laughs> dock. Thank you, Franklin. Thanks, Frank. The sleuth. So uh, then we get a whole bunch of these things that I love to to obsess over, but I won't take the time of. Yeah, along the curve the of the left bank of the bay to the mouth of the harbor. Here they turned north. I love these things, but we're going to just leave them behind. You'll remember them, though. You know they I will. They might come back you into know play. I will. Um, soon they saw a jumble of board shanties. Board, B-O-A-R-D. Not like B-O-R-E-D. <laughs> yeah, not like Plank from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> are those real people no i think they're board shanties uh, they're just boards that don't work and they also are ruffled yeah the shanties are just don't have a lot going on today <laughs> um so board shanties on the wide beach ahead some were nothing more than open lean twos but others had glass windows and stove pipes Ooh. and i imagine yeah on that one we'll have the whole crowd Oh, yeah, 100%. Stove pipes? You (laughs) don't say. Frank, did you hear what they have? (laughs) It's stove pipes. So these these, uh, shanty people, they're doing just fine. Did I mention they've got a stove pipe? (laughs) (laughs) I think we're going to be fine. Holy moly. Who needs work when you've already got a stove pipe? (laughs) (laughs) Pieces of ragged clothing fluttered from ropes in the breeze. Smoke curled up lazily. From a small fire. Now, that's just on the nose. Come on. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. If you're going to call the fire lazy, there's yeah. judgment happening here. Fire Even the fires in Shantytown fire are lazy. discriminate. <laughs> Even the fires in Shantytown don't work all the time. The cops aren't allowed in anymore because they kept trying to arrest the fires. <laughs> and uh, Con Riley's been burned several times. Nice. Thank you. Uh Small uh, small fire around which three men lay, watching the steam from a black pot which hung on a tripod above the flames. So the boys, this is hilarious to me. So the boys park a distance away and observed them intently. <laughs> Looks peaceful, <laughs> Frank commented. I imagine at this point, since they're not infiltrating, they're just like black face paint, like yeah. full-on camo gear. Yeah. Yeah. Just tree branches <laughs> lashed to their face, and they're four miles away. Yeah. They've just got their telescope. Oh, you know they got the telescope. They also are in fake mustaches and wigs, because why not go full? But still standing next to their brilliantly shiny motorcycles. <laughs> Pulling into Shantytown and these brand new... Don't you take me to Shantytown! Looks peaceful, Joe commented. A lot of them must be away at work, Frank remarked. Remember, the trouble comes at night when they're all here together. 
After studying the quiet scene for a few more minutes, Frank said, We'll come back later. Why did you come at all? I don't know. You weren't doing, like, if you yeah. knew it enough to say, oh, Shantytown, then you've seen it. Yeah. You gained no new information by having looked at it once. Yeah, and you spent an hour for the preparation. <laughs> yeah. Applying the paints, even the mustaches. The, the montage of getting ready took yeah. longer than they actually spent yeah. observing Shantytown. They ruffle their hair. They're not ruffle. Mus. They're going to must must the hair. (sighs) After studying the quiet scene for a few more minutes, Frank said, we'll come back later. The brothers turned their motorcycles around and headed toward the outskirts of Bayport where the many private docks lay. Mm. Uh, Brightly painted cabin craft and sailboats with slender masts. Then it's it's all the the rave. This is... It's Did you see how thin my mast was? <laughs> Did you see how slender <laughs> my mast was? It was very slender. It says he has money. Thank you. Yeah, it, it might break easier, but it uh, looks better on the water. Yeah, I can't actually sail with it, <laughs> but uh, she's a beaut. They asked me what I wanted. I said, give me the Kate Winslet. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? I hate to be the one to tell him, but with narrow hips like that, she's only going to be able to have six or seven kids tops. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So Chet's there uh, Seeing the yellow jalopy You know what Let's take a break Ooh, little ad time? Little ad time Take a break We'll hear a fresh ad We'll record a new ad An outside ad Season 4 outside ad Yeah, I like that And and then we'll come back And we'll we'll meet up with Chet and Biff Ooh, sounds fun to me, Sean Uh, Are we coming in with the episode Or with the ad? I'll do the ad later. Last. Yeah. Yeah, okay. This is the episode. I forget. It's this been, is part two of the episode right now. It's been so long. It's oh, been, it's on now? Yeah. Oh, we're already back? We're already back. Oh, good goodness. I was going to ask, is, we're about to meet Chet. Yes, we're about to meet my man. And Chet makes an entrance. Yes, he does. Not unlike the entrances you make when we video chat. <laughs> yes. But I, I wanted to put it to you. That's very true. To get to know you a little bit. It's yeah. been a while since we've seen each other. It's been a while since people have seen a lot of people. Yes, been a while. Who, the excitement that you feel to meet Chet in this moment, who in the real world that you haven't seen since the pandemic or something, who 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 are you Chet Morton amped up about in life to see it's a good question and i hate that i have to answer this one honestly but i had my big chet morton experience on the live show when out of nowhere brett hoy pops into a box with no introduction Mm. i was genuinely so happy (laughs) and i don't know why but if you I haven't watched it, but I could tell on my face, I'm sure my jaw drops, and I just get so happy, I probably radiate like a, a pregnant woman. Do you and Brett talk on a regular basis? In our group in our group chat. See, that's hilarious to me, because in non-pandemic times, in yeah. non-end-of-times times, you guys are together like four days a week, <laughs> Yeah, like <laughs> working on stuff, editing, like you're just together non-stop. And I would think that at some point you would have picked up a phone and said, Brett, how are you? I've tried. Well, he's had a busy summer. He's had a busy summer. He's got a friend named Doug, and I've been calling Doug out a lot because I feel like he's been talking to Doug a little bit too much. And 
I don't even know if he has been talking to Doug. So anytime I text Brett recently, it's just been like, you've been talking to Doug? Because <laughs> I know you haven't been talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> Doug is your stand-in for loneliness. Yeah. I, I put a lot on Doug. He's a nice guy, but I feel like he's stealing my little Bretsky away from me. Um, that's no, big... I actually, no, I talked to Brett. I talked to Brett three times. We have a solo. Oh, I'm sorry. We have a totally different group chat that you're not in between myself, Brett, and our friend Genova. And we just talk about films, and that's it's a nonstop thread. So yeah. it's, it's every day. Yeah, we've got the uh, – so the new Apple software came out for the phones. Yeah. I, I assume you haven't updated. No, I don't think I've updated in two years. Yeah, you should. It's great. There's some there's some awesome things that you'll like. Nah, um, it, I don't like. I get angry. I'm not here to sell you on it. Yeah. Um, but it's better. But one of the things you can do is, uh, in your messages, instead of just having the big list, uh, I don't think I, I've shown this to you or anyone. Now, you've got your list, but then you can pick people to just be stuck at the top, like pinned. So that way, <laughs> I. I have no idea what you said. <laughs> um, I said that there's no way my son is still asleep inside. Oh, that's what yeah, I meant to yeah, say. Yeah, I don't doubt that. Uh, sorry, I couldn't hear you over how cool those guys were. <laughs> uh, but the, uh, the, the messages, instead of just being a chronological list, you could pick people who are always at the top. And I have my wife and I have our group thread. With yes. you, Brett, and Keith. Those are yes. the only... Everything else can come and go. Yes. But I, the, I never want to have to scroll to find you. I've never been so excited in my entire life. And I like to think it's it's mostly because of me that that's up there, right? Absolutely. Okay, I, I like good. that we talk in that thread about just things like you and I coordinating things that absolutely <laughs> have nothing to do with, with Brett and Keith, but we want them to be a part They need to know. They need to be a part of it. So, uh, I think we should all have a, a like a Zoom game night or something again sometime soon. Keith's been asking. Yeah, Keith's been asking. Make the man happy. I've been I've been trying to stream everything I do just for fun. I think it adds another layer to it, but yeah, it does. It puts you on. It does and, put you and on. And I'd like to be off so yeah. that I can truly be on. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing a yellow jalopy parked in front of the Hardy Boathouse, Joe remarked, "Chet's here." That's a. That's not very excited. No, I don't think he's that excited to see Chet. He hasn't seen. I mean, he saw Chet yesterday. I'm sure. We haven't seen Chet in a while. Oh yeah, I it, guess that checks out. I it, guess that it, Chet's out. Uh, ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got him. <laughs> uh, Frank and Joe parked the motorcycles behind his car, named the Queen. Uh -oh. A broad-shouldered, good-looking boy stepped through the small side door of the boathouse. Ooh. And at first when they said that, I'm like, they're being nice to Chet. No, I thought there's a new character. I'm, I'm thinking broad-shouldered, good-looking boy. That could be Chet. That could, yeah. Chet, has got a little gut. historically he's got called him shoulders. Bigger, but yeah. that's just another way of saying big. Yeah. He's just bulking. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a beefcake. He's <laughs> accumulating mass. Yeah. Uh, he held a key. Uh, one of the duplicates the Hardys had given to their close friends. Hi, Biff, Frank greeted them. Where's Chet? Biff Hooper answered in an unnaturally loud voice and winked at them. <laughs> uh, why, uh, he'll see you soon. 
And then I imagine he winks, but he doesn't know which Hardy Boy to wink at first, so he just winks at both of them at the same time. Which is a blink. Which is a blink, so everyone's confused. Why is he yelling and blinking so obnoxiously? <laughs> What's up, Joe whispered. Biff merely shrugged and kept on grinning. The Hardys knew some joke was in the making. <laughs> yes! I was so excited. This <laughs> sentence is, I, I loved it and hated it. I, I loved to hate it yeah. because it sort of spoils everything and makes it super lame. Like, obviously, they knew something was going on. And, like, if Frank, if they skip this and just proceeded with the next sentence of, like, Frank asked in a low tone, have you opened the bay door yet? Then, like, yeah. we get it. They're in on it. But for the narrator to be like, the Hardy's news, some kind of <laughs> joke coming. <laughs> we do laugh. <laughs> what, what voice is this I don't, I don't know. Have you been doing the classes? Uh, it's I've good. Been, I've been how to talk like human class. <laughs> how to talk like fun human boy. <laughs> Biff nodded and unmoored the sleuth. Okay. Now... We've discussed before my my proficiency in boating. Yes, you're a boatsman. I'm I'm a boatsman through and through. Yeah. Unmooring the boat already is a bad idea. Un unmooring is detaching all of the ropes so that it can drift away. Oh. Which I don't think drifting away is a big deal, but any wave that comes in, the boat can just smash, smash against it. the side because the ropes aren't going to... Yeah. Hold it in the middle. And so I feel like if I had just given the key to my private boat to some kid and I showed up and he was like, yeah, I already unhooked everything. <laughs> like, what? What? Don't. Don't do that. Give me the key. Yeah. If you're going to come here and unhook the boat, you don't get a key. Yeah. As soon as he says that, there's an explosion like 300 <laughs> feet away. And then you just see this debris fall from, the, fall from the sky. And in front of him, there's just this plaque that says the sleuth. <laughs> Whoops-a-daisy. <laughs> Can I have a little more? Oh, I, I was going with Bill the Butcher. You were going with Bill the Butcher. I was going with an unmoored or unmoored into unmoored. Unmoored. <laughs> when the wave wrecks your boat, let like it no longer floats. That that's unmoored. Dude, that's good. That's, yeah, you're, you're on today. You're hard to keep up with. Ooh, woo. I'm sweating. Hot tamale. I'm Hot sweating. Hot tamale is right. Uh, Frank raised his voice and continued talking with Biff. At the same time, motioning to his brother to tiptoe to the boat door. Sneaking. Ooh. Joe my tuckled. Joe tuckled. Joe chuckled and took a bamboo pole from against the boathouse and picked his way across the catwalk to the front. He peered in and then upward. I love this word. Jammed between the rafters and the ceiling was plump Chet Morton. <laughs> you, that is like the perfect picture too. What a, that's Just, that's his Kramer intro is jammed <laughs> to the rafters is plump Chet Morton. You know he's overflowing it too with just skin. Like he is just a sardine in these rafters. <laughs> 
It's leaving marks on him. <laughs> He's just, like skin is legitimately oozing down. He is packed in there yeah. so tight. He's like pushing Plato into an ice cube tray. <laughs> <laughs> He's afraid his excess skin is going to just flop down and hit someone on the head, give away his position, catch wind, and become a mast. Uh, uh, Chet was looking the other way toward the small door. Silently, Joe unmoored the sleuth, uh, which, by the way, was already unmoored. Yeah. You got to do it twice. Uh, and using the pole, pulled the craft... Halfway out of the boathouse, leaving a clear surface of water beneath Chet. I love how he does this so silently. He moved an entire boat in the water without Chet hearing or seeing. Now, you can move a boat pretty silently. What you can't do is sneak into a wooden dock on a... like. Yeah. There'd be so much creaking. Like, this is what we talked about with the house on the cliff. Like, how do you sneak around anywhere yeah you know that's an old house too yeah yeah that's and old it was wood. made with old wood at the f yeah this is all this is all non-sneakable surfaces yeah uh then joe playfully jabbed at his friend with the bamboo pole <laughs> how playful do you think it was i imagine it's really stabbed him yeah <laughs> with, with the sharp end of the bamboo pole hit him like a pinata <laughs> candy did fall out too which was awesome <laughs> His, his pocket cookies. His pocket cookies and a bunch of pocket apples. Cookies. <laughs> Chicken sandwiches. Flashlight. He waterproof found a bunch case of, for the flashlight. Uh, his mom's cooking, like the Hardy Boys moms. A whole thing of uh, Welsh rabbit. <laughs> cheese in your pockets, Jet? It's, and it's not a container of it. It's just dripping <laughs> yeah. Welsh rabbit from the ceiling. Oh, come on. Good thing we moved the boat. Oh, poor more, guy. More and ants, and then Frank comes in and, hey, where's my meatball? <laughs> <laughs> so so Joe playfully jabs at his friend with the bamboo pole. So from a playful jab, would you have this reaction? Yo! <laughs> <laughs> Jet bellowed. There followed a great splash geyser of water drenched the inside of the boathouse as the chubby boy went under fantastic just the the old faithful just a giant explosion of water i don't get how if he is jammed between uh what is it the the, the rafters. rafters and the ceiling so he's jammed in there yeah how would poking him with a stick do anything other than just poke him? Well, a chat was lubed up with butter. It was just the push he needed, and then he started <laughs> yeah. slowly sliding out. Maybe it was when he said, yow, his entire body. Just like... The opposite of a puffer fish, just yeah, contracted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they realize all they need to do to uh, keep Chet thin is prod him with sticks. <laughs> Specifically bamboo, and it was allergic reaction. Yeah, he needs eucalyptus oil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then they do the little chat. So are he you? shallow howled this pool, by the way. So that's exactly what just happened. <laughs> shallow howled it. Oh, that's good it. Lord. Um, so check it later. Falls he in the water. to the surface. Yeah, and they're like, hey, what are you doing in the water? And oh, I was going to scare you. <laughs> Classic jokes. Tables have turned. 
Um, so <laughs> there's there's a, a great Biff line here. Oh, go ahead. Uh, okay, so Chet goes. I was gonna scare you, Biff. Did you give me away? Of course not. Bill la- Biff laughed. If I'd known it was a swimming party, I'd have worn my trunks. <laughs> 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 I just thought, like, this is why you keep getting written out of the books. You can't Biff. say stuff like that, Biff. <laughs> I warned my trunks. <laughs> oh, what a terrible joke. Bester, um, keeping it real. Uh, but, by the way, we, we teased this earlier. We turn the page. And yes. here, after the action has concluded, we get the illustration of Chet. I would say a this. Rather thin. Yeah, obviously, but uh, they always draw him thinner and 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 describe him bigger. Yeah. But a Where was he wedged? And <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> how did he not notice Joe? Like this is such a vast and cavernous <laughs> boathouse. How how did he get and more than the first book, this looks like Chet falling into space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say the perspective. That boy's not about to hit the water. He's oh. hitting. He's hitting wood. He's, he's <laughs> he coming down on some nails. Ch- Chet's dying That's today. A- <laughs> he is also like, I don't know, twelve feet up. So how did he get there? Yeah, a lot of questions. No lot of ladders. Questions. Nothing. I wonder if they give credit to the illustrator if the illustrator did this as a joke and <laughs> gave a fake name and disappeared. <laughs> Just. The prank of that illustrator's life. I am happy, though, that the sleuth has a giant American flag right in the middle of it on the back. Well, they're not going to apologize for being patriots. If you're expecting them to apologize for being patriots, David. But you can't put red, white, and blue on a boat. I'm sorry, Because those colors don't run. Yeah, oh, you beat me to it. Yeah, yeah. beat me to it. I know. I know where that mine's going. Same place mine is. Uh, So they're like, hey, we can go have a an island adventure and they're like now we gotta go check out shantytown chief colleague put us on a mission Ooh, and uh afraid we can't fellas frank answered we have a new case quickly he told them about it (laughs) i (laughs) i'm actually happy that they did that well i'm i'm fine (laughs) with that but they don't have to say quickly like what is the point if you're not i mean they're not gonna they're not going to do the telling of the story. Oh, okay, guys, we're doing this, and it did that, and this happened, and now we're hired. But they get to like, Frank Frank really dragged out and really made a <laughs> meal out of the story. He was <laughs> The boys were clearly impatient. Frank just kept going on about the case. Which we also got our first meal of book four. So as oh, yeah. the... In a few minutes, his wet garments were drying on the stern of the sleuth while the powerful craft, with Joe at the wheel, cut smoothly through the waters of Barmet Bay. The boys munched on sandwiches, which Chet had brought along. Wouldn't those sandwiches have been in his pockets? So wouldn't they be soggy sandwiches? Maybe he had already put them in the sleuth. That's what we'll hope. Let's hope. Yeah. But if not, that explains how we survived the fall. <laughs> he bounced off a sandwich and landed the ground, in the water. And yeah, you look around; it looks like a big <laughs> blood spread, but it's tomatoes. And yeah, they turn him over, just and an he's got lettuce and everything. Lettuce, yeah, <laughs> it's ham just <laughs> coming out the side of his mouth. Oh my God, your skin fell off. No, it's ham. It's ham. <laughs> 
It's ham. <laughs> it's just a big old piece of ham. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, uh, so then they do this little thing like, oh, Chet doesn't want to be a part of another case, but oh, he actually does. Yeah. Um, which was great, though, because he finally says, the last one you took me on, I nearly died. And I was like, yes, Chet. Thank you for speaking up and now demand money. Because yeah. not only have you nearly died almost every time, but you haven't been getting paid. I nearly died and then the bank foreclosed on my car. <laughs> yeah. Did you notice I don't have the same jalopy? Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. That's the new one. I've been saying goodness gracious a lot. Oh, uh, what was the old one? Darn toot. Darn toot, and there it is. Yeah. Goodness gracious. I like it. It works. Uh we're heading for Shantytown to take another look-see, but now the speedy craft was far out on the broad bay. The water had grown choppy and was turning from green to steely gray. Ooh. And I paused and thought, does water change colors? <laughs> <laughs> yes! Huh? Of course it does! Water always turns to a steely gray, Sean. In a storm? In a storm, yes. And then it's green otherwise? Because it's reflecting the sky. The green sky. The, the steely gray. That makes sense. <laughs> Everyone knows a storm is steely gray. Steely gray is an awesome name, by the way, for another character of the gritty reboot of <laughs> of the uh, Frank Brother the Tank or whatever. to Steely Dan. Yes. Oh, maybe that's why it sounds so sweet. Dan and gray. Dan and gray. Uh... In the distance, the boys watched a cluster of white sails skimming before the breeze. A race! Doesn't say how slender their masts are, but yeah, we can assume that's how we know they're not slender. rich. Oh, I was going to just give them the benefit of the doubt. No, not with thick sails like that. <laughs> or masts. <laughs> thick sails like that. They're never going to get into the upper echelon of society. <laughs> you must, your masts must be this slender. <laughs> Yeah, the party. it's like when you get on a, a ride at a theme park. It's you have to be this tall to ride this. It's like if you yeah. want to be rich, it's got to be this thin. If your mast doesn't fit in this coffee can, you're <laughs> out. <laughs> Goodbye. A race, Biff observed. Hey, look out! Frank cried sharply. Ooh, How? this happens Ooh. all the time when they drive boats, where all of a sudden another boat is about <laughs> to run into them. How yeah. are you this bad? The at one place where you should be able to see at a perfect 360 yeah. It's not like a boat came out from around the corner. <laughs> it like popped up like a submarine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be reasonable to say. Like, or look out, a submarine just surfaced. The boat is so thin <laughs> that you can't see it <laughs> until it turns. so slender <laughs> you couldn't even see it. Uh... A black hull parting the water in white sheets. Pirate ship! At its prow was bearing straight down on the sleuth's rear on the port side. That's the left. Okay. The rear left. You got port and you got bridge. Starboard. Starboard. I was close. Yeah. <laughs> bridge is what's between the port and the starboard. Ah, I know some boat terms. <laughs> Engine. Hull. Unmoored. Unmoored. Poop deck. Frank shouted and waved frantically at the oncoming boat. Cutter, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Joe holding Iola Morton. <laughs> Are you sure, Frank? <laughs> What's been happening at Shantytown, Iola? <laughs> I don't know what it is. 
please, look at your hair. Look at your clothes. Remember when uh, Frank and Callie took the bus to the poor neighborhood? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I imagine that now... The Robinsons live in Shantytown. Oh, Obviously, they've got one yeah. of the nicer ones with glass windows and a stovepipe. <laughs> yeah. But Shantytown. Hey, it could be worse. At least we have glass windows and a stovepipe. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the new. It could be. It could be raining. Just yeah. No matter how bad life gets. Well, at least we got glass windows and a stovepipe. <laughs> that's that's another good shirt right there. We're just killing it today. When life gets you down, remember. We still got glass windows and a stovepipe. <laughs> We're just giving out great life advice today. And great t-shirts. Still, The but Strange Craft. Out, they're $19.99. $19.99, folks. Still, <laughs> The Strange Craft roared along toward the, toward the boys. At the last moment, it came about, throwing a heavy bank of water aboard the sleuth. For a moment, the two boats sped forward. Gunwale to gunwale. Is that a boat term? Yes, it means the side. I don't know why they wouldn't say it. sounds side awesome. It, it just paints more of a picture of pirates to me. I and think it would be cooler if it was guns or whales. Ooh. But instead, it's gun whales. It's whaled guns. Which is, ooh. Yeah. Whale guns. Yeah. <laughs> You've never used a whale gun? Ooh. It's like a rail gun, but it just shoots whales. I have a, a red whale gun for shooting red whales and a blue whale gun for shooting blue whales. And do you know how I how I shoot a red whale with a blue whale gun? <laughs> no. I I hold the red whale's nose till it turns blue, and then I shoot it with the blue whale gun. Nice. Thank you. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> oh, fantastic! The name Black Cat was on the prow of the strange boat. Not so close! Frank shouted angrily. The pilot ignored the warning. He was a swarthy man with black hair combed straight back. At his side sat a huge man with a bald head. Now, do you imagine this okay. man doing tons of hand gestures? <laughs> just holding the meatballs and staring yeah. them down. <laughs> I got your meatballs right here. He's juggling Why them. I oughta? <laughs> Want to see me do four? <laughs> Throw me another. <laughs> my catch meatballs. It in my mouth. Uh... By saying a huge man with a bald head, <laughs> I don't, I don't feel like that's enough because they've described a broad-shouldered man. Yeah, they've described a plump man. Yes, both of whom, both of whom, are their own variety of huge. Correct. So I think they need to specify: are they huge and cut? Like, is this dude just just he's ripped? ripped? Yeah. Or is this dude like Jabba the Hutt, just <laughs> his flaps going in the wind? I'm not bald. My hair is just hidden behind my forehead crease. <laughs> I, I combed my forehead skin yeah. over my hair. <laughs> it's called the skin over. <laughs> reverse comb over. <laughs> that, like oh, a... we've gone into body horror. Oh, God. <laughs> That's so Some much skin cap that's attached. <laughs> uh, it's like uh, God. You, you know how some people like you know their hair's up and they're by the pool and all of a sudden they they pull out the hair thing and they just shake their hair out. <laughs> <laughs> this, this guy does that with his skin. <laughs> just looks like a dinosaur all of a sudden. It's a Dilophosaurus. He's got a forehead like a basset <laughs> hound's ears. <laughs> 
just I usually part it to the side. <laughs> now, see, this is a description. Thank you. We yeah. should write these books. I'm telling you. Uh, our punch ups. <laughs> our 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 twenty twenty one rewrites of the Hardy Boys series. So good. They're so great. The kids will love them. Who do we talk to about that? Huh? Like, Who do we talk to about that? In the sixties, somebody the Stratemeyer Syndicate was like, We gotta rewrite these things. Yeah. Cause we, cause we said the N word in the one. <laughs> but Good Lord. <laughs> but somebody was like, Okay, you can officially rewrite the Hardy Boys books. How do we now get permission? Sean, to do I think the we're doing it right now. Version. I think we're building up the credentials to where we can send this to Grossup and Dunlap. The, this is the long game. Yeah, and we send them. Say, look at all of this. Look how much knowledge we have on the Hardy Boys. <laughs> look at our analysis. This is eighty hours of every book. <laughs> we are sixty. We started this. <laughs> please, <laughs> please our, let us do it. Yeah, early thirties, like. We're the guys. You want us for the job. Yeah, we are the people. No one is more skilled than us when it comes to Hardy Boys. Calling on the sleuth's reserve of power, Joe shot the craft forward, veering to the right. The boys looked back with satisfaction as the black boat dropped behind. Facing forward again, Joe caught his breath in horror. Ooh. Directly ahead loomed the great white sails of the racers, bearing down on them swiftly. He cut the wheel frantically to the left. Hang on, he yelled. We're going to hit. Ooh! How, how long were you facing backward <laughs> where you didn't see that you were heading? A fleet? Like, this isn't even unique to boats, like a car. Yeah. If you're driving in a car and you check your rearview mirror... It's not like, oh, my God, now there's a bunch of boats in front of us. <laughs> you should have a Peripheral sense of awareness. Vision. Yeah, it's when you can always tell if someone's staring at you. There's just that weird sixth sense where you just you feel it. But and this you turn isn't even, and you can see it. There's no way you don't notice Yeah, an entire the, fleet of boats. When the black cat snuck up on the rear port side, that could happen. You're not checking your back left necessarily. But if you're driving the boat and looking ahead... And then you look around, and you're like, yeah, we lost him. And then you turn back. Like, how long are you turned around? And how long do you have to be turned <laughs> you're around? You're talking about boys who gaze at the ground hours upon hours. These are boys with their ears to the ground. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. fair. I buy Then they should have heard these sailboats. <laughs> <laughs> Frank's just got his head underwater off the back of the boat. <laughs> look out for the racers. <laughs> I thought, you know, you've done a lot of voices this episode. That's it. Some of my best work. That's a good one. Oh. I'm a big fan of that one. Oh, and with that, book one is off to the races and off into the racers. Ooh. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and we will see. I, I, I'm excited. Yes, I'm very excited, too. It was we a were great saying start. To uh, season four, I'm intrigued by this. Actually, the book starts off good to go. I like the idea of shantytown. I like the boys in disguise. I like feeling like I'm going to meet like Shrimp Boat Sam or something like I'd that. I'd like to see the Hardy Boys show up dressed 
as elegant pirates because well, that's what they learned from their father. We do know that they're at a costume shop looking at a Skull and Bones costume. <laughs> so that's why like, I'm so excited in with the about what's going to happen. It's it's Pretzel Pete of Shantytown, the discount Pretzel Pete, whatever that is. <laughs> I mean, even more discount Pretzel Pete. Oh. <laughs> um, as we were saying during the break, not every episode of this season will we get to film in person. Yes. But we thought this was a fantastic way to kick things off. Yes. We had a gorgeous day for it. It was beautiful. I could not ask for a better outdoor podcasting no, weather. and we had a few cars. We had a few listeners. I don't know about you, but I had about six waves and smiles. I had none. You didn't get any? I had none. Well, were you smiling when they drove past, and were you forcing eye contact upon them like I did? No, but I'm also, you can see, my shirt's pretty offensive. <laughs> a lot of people are going to read that and, and not want to engage. I got the Hawaiian shirt. It's a Pizza Planet shirt, so it's Toy Story. I nice. just look more approachable. You do. Yeah, and you I'm do. sitting on a... A little step ladder. You look <laughs> you look composed. No, I, lo- I look like I'm from Shantytown. I was gonna say I look like I'm from Shantytown. We're, we're Roll both back like, like we're this. from Shantytown. I'm sitting on a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a good point. Yeah. I have a TV tray and you have a backpack <laughs> in the grass. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> you have audio equipment and it looks like you're not allowing me to be close to you. <laughs> it looks like honestly you have this sweet setup. You got a camera next to you. You got your legs crossed. You're next to all the audio gear and I'm over here 15 feet away on a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you said with the backpack. <laughs> uh, let let the record show you brought the ladder though. I didn't relegate well, you. Yeah, I, I brought didn't the ladder. <laughs> You don't do I, didn't, the ladder. I didn't make you sit on a ladder. You chose. It's, I you said, say, hey, for an hour and a half, I'm going to sit on a ladder. It's good for back support, too, because it, it gives you a, a perfect position to sit in. You know? You look good. Yeah, I you look composed. Good. I feel strong. And the great thing about this is since it's a two-step ladder, I got one step from a bum and one step from my feet. That's nice. Yeah. You can't beat that. You look like you should be the one to do the presidential debate. I've been saying that for years, Sean. <laughs> I've been saying that for years. Um, and you know, you know how I would open up my presidential debate, right? No, David, how would you open up your presidential debate? Well, as the old saying goes, chicken go cluck cluck, <laughs> the cow go moo. I wonder if the piggy will oink oink when we get to chapter 2. 